Hello and welcome to the Ski Racing Podcast with me, Ed Drake. Joining me on this episode is PDS Academy Coach and Director Craig Robinson and XL Racing Academy Coach and Director Brad Morgan. Uh, on this episode, we'll be looking forward to this weekend's racing under the floodlights of Levy in Finland. Women are racing Saturday and the men are on Sunday. Uh, guys, welcome to the podcast and the season's finally underway. What are you expecting from Levy, Craig? Uh, expecting to see a good old battle between Schifrin and Vlahova. Um Always good to see in the opener. You've got Schifrin, who's just win after win, apart from Seldon, where she came second. Um, but Vlahova, big long levers, should be fast on the flat. I think that's where the, the battle's at, and looking forward to seeing some racing. Well, Vlahova's got a um, great pedigree in slam. She didn't have a great weekend in Seldon, which is actually now nearly a month ago. So I think that's going to be something that she's going to be looked to put right already this season coming into the 2020 season, thinking that she was going to be the, the lady to push push Schifrin the hardest. And actually, we saw Alice Robinson coming out and uh, delivering the goods to put Schifrin under pressure. Yeah, Alice Robinson. What a beast. Mega, is Absolute it? Absolute beast. But she then she recently got injured, didn't she? So she won't be racing. Well, she's not racing in slalom anyway, because that's not her discipline. But she's also taking Killington off which is the next GS for the ladies, which is the following weekend. So that's going to be quite uh, a bit of a shame for her. But uh, Brad, what do you think about this upcoming weekend? What are you thinking about the ladies' event? The ladies' event? I'm, I'm intrigued, yeah. I'm hoping Pavlova, as like my athletes like to call it. <laughs> Pavlova. Vlahova. Vlahova is going to be on one, because I'd love to see her yeah, give Schifrin a hard time, knock her off the pedestal. Well, we've seen Schifrin took the win for the ladies here last year. Vlahova was second. Bernadette Shield in third, but she's obviously not going to be here this year after doing her knee mm. in Seldon. Yeah, that was a tough one, tough one. Nasty. But the previous season, Vlahova got, the, got one over on Schifrin, taking the win, Schifrin second, and Wendy Holdner third, still yet to find the top step of the World Cup podium. Yeah, Holdner, she's always there, isn't she? Every, every race, pretty much, she's... Not good level of consistency isn't she mm, really definitely. pushing one through but unable yeah third in the overall standings last year yeah but just not being able to hold it together <laughs> oh terrible oh. Ter- <laughs> terrible oh, oh, is that what I've got to expect from you for the next 20 minutes just one line oh okay good line good at least as long as you carry on with the fastest to the bottom wins like your your last uh, episode that you were on your big call averagely fastest the most averagely fastest yeah you can't just be the fastest you have to be averagely fast. Averagely fast. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, slalom standings last year. Schifrin, Vlahova, Holdner, Sven Larsen, Hans Dotter, who obviously retired, Troop, and Leensberger. So, Leensberger. Yeah, so she's been through the bit of a, a ringer recently. Through the ringer. So wow. she, she um, was... She didn't actually start. She's a tech skier, but she didn't actually start in Solden. But she's been having a bit of a to-do with the... Austrian Ski Federation. She actually switched at the end of last season from Rosignol to Kessley ski brand. And so she'd been training all through the summer. She'd signed a deal with Kessley to race uh, for this winter, but she was unable to find a boot manufacturer that would allow her to race on just the boot that's within the Austrian ski pool. So she's had till I think it was like the 15th, so only a few days ago, to, fu- to sign a ski deal with a brand that's inside the pool so that she's allowed to compete for Austria during World Cup. What about, what is that about? What? 
Don't get it. Well, it's, get it. so Austria, every ski come, every ski country has a, a ski pool of brands, and especially with the Austrians, though the brands will buy into the ski pool. It's a way of um, the ski federations to make a bit of money. So the Austrian ski pool brands buy in to be a, a part of it, and then the Austrian athletes pick different uh, ski companies and ski brands, whether it's poles, helmets, goggles, gloves, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, and so Leansberger couldn't find a boot company that would let her ski on just the boot and not the ski. So she um, has had to do a bout turn and get back, go back to Rosie with her tail between her legs and... Uh, and How did she get on in Solden with the Rosies? No, no, she wasn't allowed. She wasn't, she wasn't allowed because she, she hadn't signed a deal. So the Austrian Ski Federation said she wasn't allowed to race. Incredible. So one of the one of their best uh, giant slalom skiers unable to race because she couldn't pick the gear that she wanted to be on. It's a real shame, isn't it, when politics gets involved in in the racing? You just want to see the athletes out there doing know, their best. I mean, it's sport. <laughs> when sport comes, sport is such big business now, isn't it? It's not Huge not necessarily business. about sport anymore. It's about making money. Marketing to WWE. WWE. We're getting in the start. Imagine him on skis. Makes Zenhausen look small. <laughs> so, in your opinion for the ladies' event, who who do you guys who wants to go first? Craigie, do you want to go a pick? We're looking for a winner, outright winner. I think I've kind of already thrown uh, thrown my chips in and gone for Blahova. Just those long levers. Obviously, won it last year. I think she'll um, just pip Schifrin. Okay, Schifrin's getting taken down. I, I would like to go let's go Scandi let's go Scandi it's, it's always good to see somebody that's near the home slope do something so I'm going to say Sven Larsen that was going to be my pick you little right Sven Larsen and Sven Larsen alright so you've not, you, you've thrown a spanner in the works because that was going to be me so I'm going to have to say somebody else uh, and I'm going to say uh, I'm going to go Katarina Leensberger because I think she's going to have a point to prove yeah, yeah. imagine that Steps One up, up yeah. Take that. And also, Craigie, you managed to pick Ben's choice, so you're joining the regular Ben Clark in... Uh, sorry, Ben, you're not here to defend yourself. Super so I get fan. To, super fan. Super fan. Ski extraordinaire, <laughs> Ben Clark. Uh, so he's going to pick Vlahova, so you're in good standing. Although Dave Riding said that um, Ben's calls were terrible all season long, so are you sure you're going to stick with Vlahova, knowing that Ben's also called Vlahova? Yeah, okay. 100%. Okay, you can stand by Ben. Not by Dave. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's also British interest on the ladies' side. Charlie Guest is back. Yeah. After her, she you, picked you. up a bit of a niggle, didn't she, at the end of last winter? Yeah, back. I think it's been an ongoing thing for quite a long time with Charlie. Did she fractured a couple of vertebrae in her back mm, I'm not sure a couple of seasons ago. Not Pretty sure I've seen pictures of her. Not great on that front. But she's, I, I know she's been working super hard to write it, so... Yeah, be nice. Work been done. Nice to see a, a British lady in uh, in the field again, and so we can now move over to the men's race. Last year was dominated by a certain Mister Hirscher. The year before that, the uh, ever so close era for for the Brits, uh, Felix Neureuter took that win. So with two old boys retiring, who is going to step up to the plate? You've got Christofferson second on the bounce two years in a row last year and the year before. So he's going to be looking to right that wrong. Uh, and we're seeing Marco Schwartz back. He's back after his ACL. He didn't race giant slalom in um, 
in Selden, but he's going to be back with the short skis on. I was. This is the best race for me of the year. I love Levy because it's just the unknown, isn't it? Who's been doing the hard work in the summer? And Who's, full charge, absolute yeah. intensity at the at the start there. A lot of pent up, pent up uh, testosterone yeah, ready to go. Going at it. Yeah, the flat definitely brings that, and the Brits can relate to it, can't we? Absolutely, we love it. Love a good little flat charge. <laughs> but I think the um, dry slope moves. On yeah, the dry slope, <laughs> yeah, bring out the dry slope moves. But you've got so many of these men are going to be thinking that they've got a chance at this victory, uh, and for us, the fans. We haven't obviously seen any slalom racing so far this season. We've we're going to go off a lot of last season's form, the the sort of pictures that we've seen on the internet. Pantero now is the seemingly the main man to beat on the men's side. Christofferson didn't have a great race in the Solden Giant slalom. I think he was very disappointed with his performance there and and Pantero really has stepped up to take this mantle of the man to beat on the World Cup slalom programme. And Pantro is also looking like an absolute unit in Solden. Looks like he's, he's really beefed up, so he's going to be super fast across those flats. Yeah, he's looking massive these days, Pantro. Uh, yeah, apparently he's been training not far from me. He was in past turn from where we are currently at the moment, near Hunter Tuck's filming this podcast. So, Oh, there you go. He's getting some local training. Well, it should be good. Uh, you know, it is a slope that does favour a dynamic strong athlete that sort of top section is relatively flat isn't it and then it has a couple of rolls and then it dives into it and then there's another good flat bit at the bottom mm. uh, really sort of taps into that oh, it's a few surprises though some interesting sets over over the little rolls I know sometimes it's what, someone coming into the finish on the last flat it's one of those things that some I think that sometimes coaches get drawn into doing when the piece isn't as complicated sort of naturally it's not a Kitzbühel slalom piece where you've got undulations everywhere side hills steeps flats rolls like levies are relatively sort of straight up and down piste so sometimes you get coaches thinking that they're going to spice it up by doing something stupid which is pretty frustrating often a difficult surface though as well like sometimes with the injection and how cold it is over there you see some of the athletes struggling a little bit for grip um so that that video recently on the old social media where they're getting a chainsaw out having to, to try oh, and cut yeah. to the where ice. Was, where to, was that? Was that in Scandinavia? I think that probably Yeah, I think it was, yeah. It was yeah. Mad, yeah. But it's, um, I spoke to Dave riding earlier and he was saying that it's actually <coughs> pretty slick up there but not as slick as normal. So that it's quite aggressive which is which is making for some sort of nice moves feeling feeling good on the skis. But so no chainsaws out. In, no, no chainsaws. Not on, the world, not on the World Cup circuit anyway. Just the fans. Oh, what for the? Which uh, is that in normally in France? I think it's France, isn't it? Where they go mental? I think it is when they go mental with those fake chainsaws. Really? Yeah, yeah. I just think of a mountain biking downhill where they're all going mental. Need to bring some of that to the ski racing. I think. What do you reckon? Yeah, the, but the Austrians go pretty mental. You been to Kit? You must have been to Kitzbühel. Yeah, mental with the worst music. <laughs> oh, but techno you slagging slagging off there apre the apre there's oh, some techno amazing beats. stuff going on halfway down tux today wasn't it oh, I love a bit of an Austrian techno <laughs> apre wouldn't be the same if they started conforming yeah to proper music <laughs> <laughs> alright proper music poof uh, okay right Craigie, you want to you want to head up? You you went first last time. Do you want to go first again? Yeah, well, I'd normally go for for Feller. Um, as I said on last year's podcast, just really because I think he's he's quite fast. Um, but that would suit the Hill and Levy as well. Like, I like his full full charge, 
attitude to everything. He's, he's full gas everywhere and someone needs to be stepping up to the plate and trying to uh, fill Hirsch's boots. I think the Austrians will be potentially a little bit frustrated that they didn't manage to do that in Solden. So I think they'll they'll be going full at it to try and, uh, try and make up for that in Levy. However, he has just had a baby, so he's probably had about 10 hours sleep since Solden. So, so maybe not that pick. I'm going to go for for one of the younger guys. I think Clement Noel. Is that because you're? Are you just looking at my sheet with my picks on the page? Well, you've got. <laughs> you've, don't stop! Don't stop! You've got Hirsch yeah. number one, and no, that's, that's, no, that's last year's podium. Come on, this is. I've done research here, Craig. Oh, well, it says it says two Noel here. Yeah, that's we'll the overall one. slam standings from last year. Perfect. All right, well, we go. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can say him. Oh, no, I'm sticking with it. Okay, I think he was, he was stepping up to the plate last year, wasn't he? And he seems to be ice cold and focused and, and yeah, able pretty. to deliver. So, um, yeah, I'm going to steal that one off you, mate. Yeah. That's not yeah, me. Thank You're going you. to have to be a little bit more creative. Yeah, thank you for that. Cheers, mate. Um, but it's quite a good point. The Austrians, having had a less than optimal weekend in the opening of the of this season's World Cup and I think the press were pretty brutal with the Austrian ski team and they are the Austrian press are going to have to look, you know get used to life without Marcel Hirscher as well as the rest of the World Cup as well as all the fans so and I think there's the pressure is going to be on the Austrians um, over, especially over these next few races until somebody walks away with a win yeah, well, Austria is always going to be like that, isn't it? Being the kind of national sport, I feel like anything that they don't achieve, they're just going to get a lot of hammer for it in the yeah. press. So, uh, yeah, there's ebbs and flows with every nation, isn't it? All those big nations like your Italians, your French, yeah, Austrian, Swiss, you, you see flows where they come to the fore and then disappear with certain training programs that they got or coaches or yeah, management. Um, and obviously, now that Hirsch has gone, it's a... Yeah, really tough boots to fill, isn't it? To to find those next few that are going to really step up to his level. If he's one of the greats now, isn't he? Yeah. In in the sport. I, I, although I guess on the slalom side, they've got a really good opportunity, haven't they? Cause if you look at historically last few years, you've obviously got Marco Schwartz, you've obviously got Feller, and you've got Matt, um, Matt. Michael Matt as well. So those guys are all. You know, Michael Matt would have had about six or seven wins, and the I think last couple of seasons where he was sort of just always coming second to Hirscher and it was only ever by a couple of tenths so a real sort of a tough one to be in his shadow but it's time for one of them to step up and get out of his shadow and I think Marco Schwartz was doing that before he then yeah. did his knee in the Super G at Banska, I think it was wasn't it when he was doing the yeah. he was doing the um, Super Combi there uh, the Alpine Combined as it is now um, so he he's going to be back and obviously you're you would need to hit the ground running, and so he's somebody that's obviously feeling fit and strong and ready to go. So maybe, maybe it's going to be his time to step up and uh, and sort of carry the flag, as it were. Yeah, I'm enjoying seeing the hard work that smaller nations are doing now. Like obviously on the female side with Lahova, like all of these smaller nations are, are trying to do more than what the bigger nations are doing, and like what Dave and Tristan have done is like people are seeing that, and I can see that happening with others, and I feel like. Yeah, with um the the Bulgarian Popov. guy Popov, yeah, they they've been putting a lot of hard work in behind the scenes. These smaller nations, and they're going, how can we do more than what these guys are doing? Even though we don't have the finances to do it, they're looking in other areas, and it's it's Levy that kind of shows you that. Like he he was he made it into the 
top 30 that yeah. year and then he went on to get two top 10 two top 10s yeah so he's um yeah i mean you're you're right and i think a lot of these teams are having to think slightly outside the box you look at obviously the the person we know the most about will be will be dave and the and the stuff that him and tristan and jai have done when they they go and do stuff that the big nations don't do remember tristan saying and i've probably spoken about it on one of the podcasts before remember tristan dave's coach saying after he was second in kitzbühel coaches were asking him what the difference was what what have you guys been doing and he said i went and spent three weeks indoors mm-hmm. didn't see the sun two sessions a day you know all of that sort of stuff was, was the norm for us and it's those sort of types of things where he's deciding that you know we've got to look at something slightly different we haven't got the resources that these big guys have got we need to do something slightly different and it's showing that it works as is you know Popov's team yeah. you look at Hiroshilov not so much now but he obviously had that uh, before w- yeah, when he was at the top of his yeah. game so yeah it's all achievable and it's it's definitely a cultural thing for me um, on that side like if you install the right cultures and make it that known especially with us being a British nation I feel like if people start to know that that you can do more like having Dave as an in, in, inspirational and Charlie with the Europa Cup win that she got last year it shows that it is possible and they're doing things that are outside of the box from what the norm is because they have to to kind of meet that that, that gap um, I think kids they really need to know that that they can and they also need to know that um, yeah if, you, if you're thinking outside the box and you you you're doing as much as you can you can really go far in this game well like Kostelich is yeah, a massive example yeah. you know, I wonder if I'm sure I'm sure some of the listeners from different generations will probably tell us that they that they weren't the first but in terms of what I can think about those are the guys that really came through from nowhere battled real well, skiing adversary adversity yeah, sorry yeah. so um, you see as well Kostlik now taking up a coaching role the young team he's got coming through yeah yeah um, oh yeah several of them yeah, going into the top well, 30 yeah. quite consistently last year yeah that's a real nice little group of them isn't it I think there's just three of them I can't remember yeah, their names it's going to be really exciting to see them this season yeah definitely Bradders pick time pick time who are you in for being a Pendle lad I've, I've got to go for Dave, uh, I can't. I can't let you do Dave. Can't I can't do no, Dave? No, you can't do Dave. Because is that because well, we all know he's going to win. Well, so. I've got the, I've got the, I was speaking to Dave today, and he said, "Don't pick any." But I've none got, of you pick me. But I've got an excuse. And he said, he also said, and then when I told him you were coming on, he's like, "Do not let him." But I've got a, I've got an excuse for it. So this banter hopefully will make up for it. But there's a bit of a little plug here for Dave, where he's opened a cafe called Boskins, Boskins yeah. in Tarleton. I don't want that to be his, his fallback. <laughs> Mandy, oh, Mandy's going to kill you. Oh, yeah, Mandy, oh, yeah, she could kill me. Yeah, whatever. But it'd be funny if, <laughs> if he could get, get a win out of it and then he can uh, yeah sell the cafe and he can shift himself off somewhere like Turkey is his classic holiday destination. But is he, he loves his cruises now. He's a cruiser. He's a cruiser. Oh, he went to the US, didn't he? He went down to, oh, He's going cruising again. Cruising, yeah. But you can't pick him. I'm, yeah, oh, okay. He's not even, not even for the he's, cafe. He's literally banjing. Not even for the cafe. No. Okay. That's a nice one, Dave. Zenhauser. You can't pick my other guy. You can't look at my yeah, list. I pick another guy here. Oh, you that's that? your list? Yeah. How am I supposed to... I was looking at them. 
Okay, and Ed also never mentioned you can say. Why no, don't you? Come why don't you go first then, and then you then you can. Oh, be like, yeah, oh. I would do. That. I'm gonna have to if you guys are gonna keep looking at my list. Right, you're gonna you can you're gonna pick the big man then. Right, you no, can no, pick no, the big it's man. all right, it's all right. I'll um, I'm it's gonna good, go. It's a good chat. Well, what about I want Christopherson to come second by point two zero two, so we can see him like spit his dummies out again. <laughs> Um, right, so what is your call? <laughs> I'm very you, lost. I'll go Yule then. Okay. That's, that's your whole list. Yule. Daniel, Daniel you're, you're just picking up everybody. Okay, you've named them all now. Okay, so Daniel Yule. And then Chris Offerson, 0.02, or 0.01 behind Yule for second. Uh, and I, I'm going to stick with the big man, Roman Zenhausen. I think he He's is going to do the business. But funnily enough, none of us have picked Pantero. Of all the names that we didn't say, or did say and then didn't say, uh, Pantero is looking pretty quick in training by all accounts so he you know if he's going to take this overall he's going to start he's going to have to keep winning in in all disciplines yeah. start winning in all disciplines again this season so he's got a good shout but he yeah he's well happy here since retired though this i is, think this is his chance underneath the surface i think a lot of those guys wouldn't have been that annoyed when that call came out but at the same time it's going to be it's almost going to be an asterisk by people's names for some, in terms of like externally, some people are going to go, yeah, well, he won, but then Hirsch had already retired. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? It's going to be something that those guys are going to have to deal with for, for a little while, I think, mm-hmm. coming up. All right, that's all we've got time for. Thanks, lads, for joining me. If you've liked what you're listening to most of the time, then uh, make sure you listen, subscribe, and share. Thanks for now, Brad and Craig. Till next time, goodbye for now. <laughs>